This is the Health and Wealth Podcast, bringing you all things personal development, personal growth, and all things health. We want to inspire you to live your best life through better relationships with yourself, your money, your career, and your health to bring you the ultimate wealthy life. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special guest on with me today, one of my besties. And she's coming on to talk to us about property and why women should be investing in the property market. So I'm going to welcome to the show, Beth. Hey, Beth, how you going? Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for jumping on so last minute. So I literally just phoned Beth like at two o'clock and I was like, hey, what are you up to? Are you free to record a podcast? She was busy cooking steak and making her late lunch. (laughs) And she's like, um, oh, yeah, okay. So I just, you know. Um, pretty much sent her a zoom link about half an hour ago and here we are so so Beth how's your day been going yeah good very busy and I was actually uh, really stoked to receive your call it's been something I've been wanting to talk to you about for ages as well so you know you've just got to make these things work when the opportunity pops up I feel like we barely ever have time to catch up with each other like this so let's just make it happen (laughs) right so that's why sometimes spare of the moment calls are the best right exactly (laughs) all right well we're going to jump straight into it because we don't like to you know we like to get straight to the point here on this podcast this is a straight to the point kind of podcast um I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you your first question and that is why should women be investing in the property market why is it so important that we that we think about investing our money into property oh gosh well that's a massively broad question (laughs) narrow it down Um, as best you can (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So I think there's a couple of things that, uh, and that probably comes back to why I chose to invest in property. I think for women, uh, there is a lot of, uh, it's such a male dominated industry, right? So yeah. what we find with, even though that we've come so far in terms of equality and, you know, gender equality in terms of property ownership, women know about property a lot more these days than they used to but it's still a heavily male-dominated industry and I think a lot of the time that expectation falls on to maybe the male or not even the male just a couple feeling like they can't purchase property on their own so the typical route that you know all of my friends will go down is okay well I need to find a partner so I can buy a property and move into my first home yeah um, and I can't buy property until that happens but that's actually not the case so a lot of women what they can do um, is start creating like a nest egg for themselves by investing into property Um, and all it actually takes is around forty thousand dollars for most people um, to get started and investing into property Um, and I think it's just a a lack of knowledge I mean we don't really learn this stuff at school we don't really learn how property you know that's why we've got this podcast right we're teaching people the the stuff they don't learn at school because school just wants everyone to be the bloody same when you think about it exactly and I think the other kind of uh myth that I like to bust when it comes to property is that you need to be this you know super wealthy super um financially backed like savvy property investor it's actually very simple and that's why I mean I guess there's okay let's just boil it back to the three fundamentals of wealth. So you can either invest into property, you can either invest into starting a business, or you can invest into shares, stocks, et cetera, uh, crypto. They all kind of fall under the same category. Those are the three typical ways that you get wealthy. Yeah. Um, And why is it important that we get wealthy? Okay, so that's the first question that we have to ask. Mm. So the average person's KiwiSaver lasts them about three to four years at retirement. 
uh, which is not a lot of time it's, when you've been saving. Not all. And that's why, and that's why we want to look at investing in things like property or the share market because a KiwiSaver fund is not gonna unless you're gonna live really frugally and and have to start, you know, like really cutting back your spending and not travel. Mm -hmm. KiwiSaver is not enough. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And what happens when your KiwiSaver runs out? Okay, so you will get the government uh, pension which is about $430 a week for a single person or about $670, I think it is, per week for a couple. So you're actually better off being divorced by the time you retire. <laughs> there you go. So See you later, hubby. <laughs> pretty much. Or at least like get your, your mail sent to different addresses or something like that. You can know, just do the old sneaky. Um, there you go. So just giving you tips to like <laughs> to, to rig the pension system. <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty uh, disappointing when you've been working so hard your entire life, right? I'm pretty sure everyone wants to to have a better life than they, you know, be, they don't. You don't want to retire on this money than you're on now. That's no, you don't. You don't work all your life to just retire on a small amount of money, which may not you may not think it's small now, but when you get to that point in time and you've got no more money coming in, that's it, right? Exactly. That's all you have. Exactly. <laughs> and no one's going to hire you unfortunately very unlikely you're going to get hired uh you know for employment after the age of 65 so unfortunately that's the way it is um so okay so coming back to the three ways to get wealthy which is property business or investing into share stocks crypto crypto etc so for most people um investing into stocks shares etc a very very slow burner okay it takes a lot of time and um commitment to do that the next one is that we also have your crazy entrepreneurs like yourself, Renee, um, <laughs> which I don't think most people are willing to sacrifice the amount of time and hard work that you that is required to, to yeah, be a like business. A hundred hours a week. <laughs> plus some, plus managing <laughs> yeah. the family and, and all of that. So that leads us to property. So property is the most sort of tried and tested way to invest. Simple to understand. You don't need to understand, you know, charts and stocks, bonds, etc. So property is really straightforward, and that's what I—that's what led me to invest into property. You can do it with a basic job. You just need a basic income and a basic ability to save at least a small amount of money, and you can get started usually with around forty thousand dollars. And so I think for women, it's really empowering, even if you are in a relationship, to have a nest egg. So that you know that you're building your wealth up on the side and not just relying on a partner to come along and help you buy property. Really. Absolutely. Because you never know what could happen in a relationship either. And the thing is, is if you're just relying on someone else to do that, you're not really pushing yourself hard enough to go for what you want or to go for that property that you've always wanted. Or you might meet a partner who doesn't have the same values in terms of investing it, you know, as mm -hmm. you which which may not work in the long term. But if they don't have the same values as, as you and you really want to invest in property, why should you stop yourself because they don't want to or they're not willing to, you know, take the risk you say, but it's not even a high risk investment. I mean, the property market might come up and down ever so slightly, but how would you, how would you, if you were to talk about the risk in property, how would you explain it from like the share market versus the property market? Sure. Risk. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the first thing is there is risk involved in any type of investing. It's absolutely by that. And the only thing that we can do to sort of reduce risk or mitigate risk is to look at history. And because property is one of the most tried and tested methods, and because of things, you know, when we're going things like going through things like recessions, financial hardship, 
like the state of the world right now, property <laughs> holds its value because it's a real asset versus stocks and shares are not real tangible things in real life. So they tend to fluctuate, be more volatile and drop a lot faster. Whereas property is a real thing. People always need to live in houses. And that's why uh, property ownership is this sort of, you know, most reliable, safest. I say that with caution because everything has its risk, but well, in, if you like. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, obviously in New Zealand at the moment, the, the current GOVT has kind of made it a little bit difficult for people to invest in property and make good money from it. You know, there's two there's two different people in this world. There's people that believe it's selfish and there's people that just want to have a good life yeah. and, and build up wealth creation. Now, I'm on the side of build up wealth creation because <laughs> if you work hard for something, why can't you have it all? You know what I mean? Like that's what you've chosen to do. And at the end of the day, some people don't want to own property and that's fine. It goes back to what, what you value values are and what you want in life but you're actually buying these property and providing rentals for people who need homes right so why would it be a selfish thing what would you have to say about that about absolutely I think that's that's such an awesome question I'm really glad you brought up the mindset part of it because it's so important I think there's this perception and I don't know exactly where it's come from maybe the the current GOVT or whatever that (laughs) (laughs) that property investors selfish you know money hungry greedy you know, assholes. Sorry, you can swear on this podcast. Yeah, you're allowed to. This is yeah. me. We're talking about. <laughs> awesome, love it. So there is that perception, and I think especially for women who you know tend to have more empathy, tend to to be um, more cautious around that sort of thing, they feel the pressure not to be greedy and not to to do that sort of thing. Um, now, I just this is a big one. I, I actually see it as being selfish not to do something. Yeah, so, I agree. So by not investing, you're actually being selfish to yourself and, Mm -hmm. you know, holding yourself back and to your future family or the family that you currently have. Yeah. So you you have to start with what you can control and what you can control is providing for your family, for your future, and then helping other people to do the same as what you've done. So by burying your head in the sand and not investing into anything is actually hugely selfish. I I agree. I agree. Now, this might sound a little bit harsh to some people, but do you think (laughs) that it's a little bit of an excuse as to not to save money and as to not get into property because you don't want to, you know, either take on the risk or spend the money on that thing, or you can't be bothered saving because you want to keep living this lavish lifestyle that you've had in your (laughs) early 20s? Would you agree? Do you think I, I, I tread with caution when we say this, but absolutely. I, yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I like I said, I don't want to come across as harsh, but I think sometimes deep down, if we're truly honest with ourselves about things, I think sometimes the reason why people say, oh no, I don't want to do that is because they literally cannot be bothered saving for it. 100%. It definitely is a, um, it is an excuse, I think, is that people go, oh, well, it's selfish to invest in property anyway. So I'm just not going to educate myself. But it's the easy way out, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that we've made it acceptable to think in that way. Um, but it's actually really, really bad for women in their, their future because women aren't financially setting themselves up. I think it was like, oh, I'll have to look at the stats. I'll, I'll, I would have prepared them, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, get, I'll send some to you. But there's some stats around um, investment and property ownership in women. And it's still, um, it's like 80% is still male 
and wow. investors or something like that so it's just like us women we need to step up we need to educate ourselves and we need to get a piece of the pie for our family we do and I think it's important. It. <laughs> and look, there's a, there's a statistic as well. And I don't know the, I don't know the exact number, but I know that women do live longer than men. So <laughs> exactly. So so so, ladies, you need to make sure you're out there doing it for you because you may outlive your husband. And now look, you might you not might be married to a female, female and a female. Both mm -hmm. of you should be out there going for it. But you know what I mean? Pretty. Like we're not we're not just gonna narrow it down to to male and male and females, but there is always a more dominant person in the relationship. And I think it's important that we both have goals for our own finances and then we come together as a team. But I think yeah. it's so important as a female to not kind of look at property investing as something that's not reachable for you because it is so obtainable. There are so many women out there who are starting to jump on the whole investing you know, wagon. And I think property is a great way to be able to do that. And to need, I know like it might, might sound like a lot of money, 40 grand, but if you can save that money and invest it into your first property, amazing. Why wouldn't you, especially if it's going to generate you wealth creation. Tell me a bit about what some, what could happen if someone invested in property in their twenties, where would they be? And if say, if they brought three or four, where would they be in say 10, 20 years time? Awesome. So I love talking about this. And just before we go into that with that whole couple scenario, if you do meet someone who's like-minded and wants to invest, you can actually fast track it a lot faster. So I'm, oh. I, I love uh, women investing by themselves and taking uh, charge of their own financial future. But even better if you can find someone who's willing to work with you and invest together, even better. Um, but it's not impossible on your own as well. So going on to what would it look like if you invest into property in future? Okay, so we're quite lucky here in New Zealand because even though all of, you know, in the media, we uh, we demonize the property market. We hear house prices are so high, they're skyrocketing. It doesn't give a chance for anyone. But that's just a bit of a lack of education and media sense, yeah. you know, sensationalizing the 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 headlines and that sort of thing for click views. So what we are very lucky to have here in Auckland is a very resilient property market because we're a highly desirable city to live in. Yeah. Um, we have people coming in, population growth, investment into the city. We're a thriving, growing city. Now, what that means is that if you own a property in Auckland, the price of it will double over a seven to 10 year period. So all Absolutely. you need to do is get that first property and in seven to 10 years, you it, it will be worth double the amount that it is now okay Amazing. now what that means for you is that you can use that money that is created from the property to buy more property and what we know is that uh in Auckland if you buy one property within a 10-year period you will be able to buy three properties so four in total over a 10-year period without necessarily having to put more money in other than the yes. first or maybe first and second property, okay? So that it starts to grow. The minute that you can get that first one, it's always the hardest one. It's always the biggest investment. And then from there, your properties start to grow in value and you're actually recycling that value to buy more property, okay? Of course, you need good, you need good people on your team to help you mitigate risk, uh, but that is something that you can go out and easily find. But it's just a matter of getting that first one and then educating yourself so that you know yeah. how to, get more property over time now it takes about five properties in Auckland in New Zealand to be able to achieve financial freedom so yeah. if you could work to that even over retire you know before you reach retirement you would be pretty much set for life 
absolutely and stop using the limiting beliefs oh i'll never be able to have that i'll never be able to do that because so much can change in two years you know you might be on the bones of your ass right now but then you might land this amazing job in the next six months and and all of a sudden you're on like 100k a year and boom like never say exactly. never things things can happen and so much can change in a short amount of time so don't limit your beliefs to i'll never be able to obtain five properties because i tell you what it is so possible there are people that have made it happen and that doesn't mean you can't either now i just want to ask you one more question beth and this is a really interesting one because it's something i'm still getting my head around as well and i and i can see the see why a lot of wealthy people do this but why is it better not to live in a property that you own why is it better to rent property versus living in the property that you own awesome okay so this is an interesting one and i think it really comes down to the individual. Yeah, values, uh, I guess so. Absolutely. Some people, it's a security thing and they're willing to throw money away just to feel secure by living in their own property and having that control. However, think about it like this. So if you invest into property versus purchasing and living in your first home, you are having, if you invest into property, you are having the property paid for you by the tenant, okay? Um, now, if you buy your first property, it's most likely going to be an older property. It's most likely going to be in an area that is not ideal for you. Yeah. And it's and it's going to be a bit uncomfortable, okay? And you're also going to have to sink a lot of money into it, okay? Now that comes down to principle and interest. I won't get too much into loan structures and stuff because that would we'll do be that in another episode. podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, basically, it means that you're sinking a whole lot of money into it and it means that it's actually a liability because it's not creating income for you, yes. okay? And it means that you're not living in an area that you like either nine times out of 10 because you can only buy what you can afford. Now, let's just think about if we flip that around. So it's cheaper to rent in an area that you like. Let's mm -hmm. just say, oh, I don't know. Give me an area, Renee, that's a nice place uh, to live. Ponsonby. Okay, great. Let's just say you love, you love living in Ponsonby. It's cheaper to rent in Ponsonby than it is to buy. So Absolutely. you can live the dream lifestyle that you love now in Ponsonby by renting and paying a smaller amount of money each week than if you bought there and then what you do on the side is build up your investment properties which are paying themselves off and therefore you've got less outgoings every week and you're still building up a property portfolio that is going to create you wealth over time okay absolutely and then I guess all the expenses that go on that rental you're living that you're living in um, are down to the landlord for paying for so if you need something done for your plumbing the landlord pays for that but if you're doing it for your own property, is it tax deductible or has the GOVT kind of fucked with that now? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting one. It's really been messed up. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, um, definitely talk to, you know, your accountant or your lawyer about this one. But basically the, the government has made some interesting changes, um, which means that it's pretty much only viable to invest into new builds these days because yeah. they're the only way, the, the only way to actually make it profitable. Absolutely. Um, so that's what we're tending to do. However, we are heading for the election soon. So that may change <laughs> very shortly. So watch this space. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because before you used to be able to put things, so if you owned property and you had things done on the property, you'd be able to put that through as a business expense and become tax deductible. So the, right? main, the main one uh, previously was the interest. So you used to be able to claim interest as an expense to your yeah. property. You can no longer do that for existing property. You can for new builds. Now, yeah. the interest is the biggest expense related to the property. So usually, you know, 
let's just say you're looking at an, an average sort of investment uh, house price, let's just say you're paying 35,000 in interest every year. So you can claim that as an expense. Whereas if you buy an existing property, you can no longer claim that as an expense, which means that you've just got to pay that, that full amount and it's not yeah. uh, deductible. So no. it's, it's a huge expense to pay. I think I, I looked at the numbers recently and it was costing investors an extra sort of, you know, eight to 10 grand every year. Um, sure. So it's not a small expense. And if you have like five properties, that adds up, right? Really does. Yeah. 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 And people have this perception, I think as well, that people that own say five properties, they're all wealthy and selfish. Well, that's not true because some, some of the people that might own five properties might only be say 35 years old and they're doing exactly what Beth's just spoken about and they're recycling their, their um uh, equity to buy more property. So I don't think it's selfish and I think people need to try and change their perspective on why it's really important that we do try and build up a property portfolio to help us generate wealth generate wealth as we do get older and as we progress into that whole retirement age if you choose to retire I know I certainly won't be retiring but you know if you choose to retire um <laughs> if you choose to retire you want to be comfortable you want to make sure that you can live your life and you can travel and do all the things that you've you know you never maybe got to do at when you're in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s yeah. um, so I think it's really important that people do think of something that they can do to help them to build up some wealth creation so that when mm -hmm. they do decide that I'm done working now they've got something to help them live that comfortable to live on absolutely um, and like you said there's many ways that you can do this but property just has has probably been proven to be one of the most incredible ways to generate this wealth creation for for you to live this long amazing life and retire comfortably Absolutely. And it's just a way for the, the average person who doesn't yeah. necessarily want to take on a huge amount of risk, business risk, start their yeah. own business. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a way that anyone can actually build wealth. And that's what makes Absolutely. Right, is that you can do it on a job, on a normal salary job. <laughs> you can, you don't have to be this business owner or anything. You can literally have, a, like Beth said, a normal salary job and be earning, you know, even say like 80K a year, 60K a year, whatever. And still be able to do this like it is possible um you may just have to be quite savvy at the start and quite frugal with your money but if you want to get on the property ladder there are so many ways that you can do that and beth happens to be one of um duval's uh property consultants and she could actually help you get on the property market um through duval with with these new builds that they have popping up all around auckland so i will put beth's details in the description below in the show notes so that if you do want to reach out to beth to have a chat with her and talk about how you could potentially get into property she's definitely the girl you want to have a chat to i think it's awesome to see women in the in the in the property industry it's so cool Beth what you're doing it's so cool that you're changing the statistic by hanging in there in the property in the property world and I suppose you probably deal with a lot of males in your industry and in your workplace oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's so awesome to see you as a, as this powerful female in there out there doing it and practicing what she preaches because she also has her own new build investment property and I really want to get one too um, and I'm currently saving for watch the space. Build. <laughs> watch the space as soon as I've had my wedding, which is a liability, oh but that's okay. Yeah. You, only, you only have one wedding, right? Um, I am so like that is my next goal. Um, yeah. and I and I encourage 
for everyone who's listening to think about your investment goals and to think about your financial future and to start thinking about it now, not when you're 40, not when you're 50, not saying it's never too late, but start thinking about it now, right now in this very moment. And how can you start making change or how can you start putting money towards your future so that you do live comfortably and you aren't stuck on that pension money weekly coming in to survive on basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. The earlier you can start, the earlier you will see results and the earlier you can retire. Absolutely. And it's just about trusting the process and just being patient is the key. Yeah. There's no, there's no get rich quick scheme. There's no fast track to wealth unless you actually get lucky. You've just got to take your time, keep going, keep going. Don't, don't quit. Cause if, if you quit, that's when you fail. You just got to keep going and trust the process. Hang in there. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, it's been so amazing having you on the show, Beth. I'm definitely so keen to get you back on. I'm pretty keen to do another um, chat with you, Beth, if you're keen. And I'm sure our listeners are too, talking about how you can um, get yourself alone and, and how all that kind of stuff works. Well, she's not a financial advisor, but she has some advice that she can help you with, I'm sure. Um, mm -hmm. And there's other things that we can dive into in the property market. We definitely can't condense it all into a short podcast, but there are parts to this whole property investing journey that we can talk about in separate episodes. Um, Beth, is there anything else you want to finish the episode off with? Any, any kind of little takeaways that you want to throw at the listeners before we finish up for today? Okay. Um, no, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I, I'm definitely happy to come on again. You know me, I love talking about property. I could do yes, it for hours. <laughs> I guess the, the only other thing is, like you said, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, I'm more on the consultation type of role. However, the really important thing is I do have access to all the professionals that you need. So that is really important for people thinking about getting into property investing. Uh, you need to talk to consultants, get some good advice, learn the ropes, and then you just get some really good people on your team like lawyers, accountants, which I can definitely um, help you with. Um, always happy to have a, you know, a no obligations off the record chat with people about property investing if you just want to dip your toes and see uh, yeah. if it's possible for you so don't hesitate to reach out guys yeah absolutely always feel free to give Beth either a DM on Instagram or even just flick her an email and she'll set up a meeting talk to you about how you could potentially get yourself into property as well and like she said it's no obligations but you might learn a heck of a lot and get yourself really keen and at least you know you've got someone who's trusting and as genuine as Beth that you can reach out to when you're ready to make that leap into investing in your first property hopefully in your field too if you're looking at investing because remember you do not have to live in the home that you own as we spoke about that's probably a whole nother podcast where we can chat about that we should definitely talk but about that <laughs> Today we've kind of just like skimmed on the sides of, of like the basics, but everything we've talked about, we can go in more depth um, as we as we go on. But we'll definitely record some more podcast episodes for you all. There's so much value in learning about property and how you can invest in it. Like we've said, you're not going to learn this shit in school. Some of your parents probably don't know any of it either. And that's not their fault. They didn't learn it either. But that's why you listen to this podcast right now. I hope you've got some awesome value from today. I am really i'm really excited to have you back beth it was so awesome i've <laughs> it was fun. i can't believe time has just flown by um <laughs> but everyone have a great rest of your day morning evening whenever it is that you listen to this podcast and i look forward to having you listen in on the next one thanks guys